Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Level Up, the esports and gaming show with me, Nathan Bliss, esports and gaming writer at Reach PLC. In this week's episode, I spoke to Jamie Bull, also known as V Guna, a professional NBA 2K player for Miami Heat's professional esports team, Heat Check Gaming. Guna was recently selected in the 2021 NBA 2K League Draft to play for Heat Check Gaming. Jamie was also a member of the inaugural NBA 2K League Draft class when he played for Pacers Gaming during the 2018 season. We discussed how it felt to get picked by Heat Check Gaming, discussed how NBA 2K esports work, the draft system, and how he could have been an electrician instead. Enjoy! Jamie, I really appreciate you coming on today. Uh, how are you doing? I'm doing really well. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on. Really appreciate it. And where where are you based at the moment? Are you in Miami or in the UK at the moment? Or Currently, I'm in Brighton at the moment, down in oh, the cool. UK. Uh, just still waiting on my visa interview so I can head off to Miami. When are you hoping to go out there? Hopefully, if all goes well, by the 21st. We have like some covid tests and stuff to do to make sure we're all safe to go so cool so you're getting the the mad weather in brighton are you the snow and the, <laughs> and the stuff yeah sunny one day snow in the next <laughs> so i bet you can't wait to go to miami and get a bit of heat and a bit of vitamin d and stuff yeah definitely it's <laughs> gonna be definitely a change up in the weather i was just saying before off air really um this is the first time we've we've spoke to a professional nba 2k player on level up and I was really interested to to kind of get you on and hear a different perspective on on this esport because we spoke to FIFA players, Rocket League players, Call of Duty players, but um, first time for an NBA 2K player. So I'm really interested to hear about how you deal with different things and stuff. Uh, but let's go back right to the start then. So before your current role at Heat Check Gaming, who's Miami Heat's professional esports team, and you also played for Pacers as well during the 2018 season. I mean, how did you, a lad from Brighton, I just assume you're from Brighton, but how did you go from that to being a professional NBA 2K player? Yeah, well, I pretty much just fell in love with the game, really. Um, I loved playing FIFA beforehand and then I made the transition into NBA uh, 2K in about NBA 2K14 and then you know I'd just play it for fun you know playing with mates and you know, I really started to get into the like competitive aspect of the game and this was way before we had anything like you know NBA 2K League around you know all the kind of things that are in place now for us and you know I just used to compete against the best players in the world in America from the UK and obviously I was playing with like a, a delay on my end because of the uh, how far away we are from one another. And I just used to, you know, be beating these guys, just be competing really for, for ages. And then I think the NBA 2K League got announced in 2K18. That's where I knew like, you know, this is this is my time. Like, you know, really make a push for this and try and make it as a as a professional. 
Did you have like mates that you played with and you were just like creaming them every time or was it <laughs> was it just like you playing online testing against those kind of players? Yeah, yeah. I used to have like a, a little circle of friends that I still have now to this day that I used to play with and, you know, we would just take our talent over to American servers and our European servers and just try and be playing against the best people every day. I think it's really interesting talking to professional uh, gamers, professional esports players. Like there must have been a moment where you, because everyone thinks they're good, right, at a video yeah. game, especially like FIFA and NBA, and you're always playing against your mates. There's always a bit of banter and stuff. But when was the moment that you thought, "Hang on a minute, I'm not just you know the best in my friends group. I'm one of the best in the world at this." When did that kind of hit you? Maybe around. Um couple of years before the NBA 2K League, maybe about NBA 2K16, because that's when I really started to get my recognition because I would just stream the game, you know, I'm just streaming for fun. Suddenly I'm getting loads of viewers, you know, people making YouTube videos about me. I'm getting people talking about me, saying how, you know, I'm the best here and the best at this. And then, yeah, I continued streaming and then established myself to be one of the best, really. And that's where everyone kind of knew me as as well, one of the best uh, 2K players. When was the moment that you knew you could make a career out of this? And uh, I, I was speaking to you before off air as well, and you were saying that you, your dad's an electrician and you could have gone into that. When was that decision made? Like, you know, I'm going to be a professional esports player. And how was that conversation with your parents and things? Because, I mean, that was a few years ago now, really. I mean, how was that approach? Yeah, well, I was in college at the time when the NBA 2K League got announced. And I pretty much spoke to my mum my and my dad. And they were very, very supportive. And I told them how, you know, I want to make this a career as, you know, it's, it's a passion of mine, you know, thankfully. And they were all on board with it. And they've supported me throughout this whole entire journey, which has been amazing. Yeah, that's amazing because I was just looking at like FIFA esports, which I'm a lot more knowledgeable about than the NBA esports scene. Is that only really started in kind of FIFA 16, FIFA 17 when the Foot Champions League started coming in? So we're talking like really early on, really, from you. So that's amazing you had that kind of support from your parents because back then, I'm not sure what the size of the NBA 2K esports industry was, but I mean, it was a brave step from you to say, you know what, I'm going to give up a traditional job, if you like, and yeah. go into esports. That must have been a, a bit of a difficult decision for you because it was a bit of an unknown, was it, at that time? Definitely, yeah. This was before the 2K League was even a thing, really. So it was a it was a gamble, definitely. I knew I could do it and I knew I was capable of making it. You know, I took a risk, but thankfully it, it paid off. And when was like the first event that you went to? Um, what was that? Yeah, so there was a, an event in London for NBA 2K17, so prior a year to the NBA 2K League, and it was a 5v5 tournament in Pro-Am where uh, it was a five of your team that you put together and a five of the other team that they put together. We just competed for a chance to make the All-Star game and a trip to America, which was quite a cool thing really because it was the first time there was ever even a competitive mode really for us 2K players and especially Europeans. And how did that feel like at an event? Because it's a lot different, isn't it? Like playing online against oh, yeah, people yeah. who are in different in different country to all of a sudden being in an event with people. You know, people are watching you. You've got that pressure on you. You've got the pressure of your teammates. And then you've got... I, I read an interview with you where you were saying there's, there was a lot of like banter between the teams as well. And there's a bit of trash talk between kind of teams and stuff. I mean, how different was that experience? Yeah, it's definitely, uh, definitely a different experience. You know, when you're there and you've got all cameras on you and you've got 
people behind you and you've got people shouting and talking and it's a completely different aspect really. Did it give you an idea of what it was like to be a professional esports player at that time? Because when we talk about like FIFA esports, we always talk about like the diff- there's a massive difference between you just kicking, having a kick about with your mates in the park with no one watching to like playing a Premier League game in front of like 30, 40,000 people and how that can change like your skill level and how you have to have the mental agility and the mental toughness to be able to deal with that pressure and stuff. Did did that come naturally to you or did that take some time to kind of get used to? Yeah, uh, it does. It definitely takes like maybe a little bit of time to get used to because it's just such a different experience than just sitting at home and playing the game just by yourself in your bedroom or whatever. And, you know, when you go out there, say for me, my first experience with the 2K League, you know, going to New York and then playing on a, a stage where you got the five other teammates right across from you shouting at you and you got fans behind you. So it's a completely different experience for sure. And did you did you kind of deal with that pressure well at the start or did you have to learn how to kind of deal with that? Because I always argue on this podcast, I don't know how many you've listened to, but esports and how it should be classed as a, as a sport, even though it's a very new sport and it's not a traditional sport, if you like. Esports is very similar to sport in that, you know, you're at the absolute top of your game. You're among the best in the world and you've got that mental pressure, uh, just like you have in football, in NBA. And you, you go through exactly what a sportsman does in terms of the, the, the mental aspect of it. It's just that you're not actually, obviously, you know, running around and, and actually, you know, making the plays and stuff. So how did you manage to deal with that, first of all? Yeah, just pretty much just got used to it honestly you know we'll be do it we'll be flying to new york every other weekend competing and you know you just start to get used to it and i think yeah i think that's what happened really you know you just got used to it and you know you get used to playing against other players you get used to the fans behind you you get used to people shouting at you and you just kind of get used to it and you kind of you kind of learn and grow into it you know you enjoy it you know it's it's more exciting when you got you know people behind and you know all the other stuff going on around you and like I was saying before, um, I'm not too familiar with, with NBA 2K games, really. I've played it a handful of times, and I actually had a go on NBA 2K21, and I, I've started as Shaquille O'Neal, and I thought I was terrible at the game because I kept missing three-pointers, and I was like, what is... I spent more time than I should have done, Jamie, to be honest, um, trying to get a three-pointer, and I thought I was terrible at the game because I couldn't land it, and obviously I would then explain that... You know, Shaquille O'Neal doesn't really do three-pointers, so, you know, it wasn't a surprise that you, you missed every single one. So I'm learning as, as you're talking, really. Um, but with, with NBA 2K Esports, you talked about five-on-five five there, and you have, like, different positions within your team. Obviously, that's massively different to FIFA Esports, where you're controlling everyone. So in NBA 2K Esports, is it that you've got a specific position that you have to control in that game and then you've got a team around you that you have to work together with them that's right yeah you got five you're a team of five so you got a point guard you have a shooting guard you have a small forward a power forward and a center and every single person controls their own player on that court it's important you know you got all five people locked into the same scheme and it's definitely different to fifa for sure I suppose there's a there's a lot more of a maybe you can control a lot more from your side. You have a lot more control over what you're doing because you're only controlling one specific player. I know yeah. is your position point guard? Is it? I play shooting guard. Shooting guard. Yeah, no, uh, that was uh, that was in season one. I got drafted ah, okay. as, a, as a point guard, but this season I'm going to be competing as a shooting guard. 
So does that position the fact that you're only controlling that one player as opposed to all five players or all 11 players on FIFA, does that give you a lot more control over what you're doing and therefore you can kind of show your skill a bit more um, as well as playing with the team? Yeah, definitely. You know, you're controlling one player. So it's you can definitely just focus on your skill by itself a lot more, which, you know, can be very useful. But I suppose that also throws into the mix the fact that how much do you want to stand out as an individual or how much do you want to be a team player? Because you, you have to kind of make that decision pretty early on, don't you, when, when you're deciding kind of what type of player that you want to be? Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, to be a successful team, uh, you need to be a team player for sure because, you know, you're five separate players on the team and everyone has to be uh, locked in together, you know. You can't have one guy trying to be the star and, you know, not passing to teammates because he wants to score himself. You know, you need to make sure everyone's locked in together. But then on the other hand, you've got like players like, you know, Shaquille O'Neal and and a lot. Of, I'm going to pretend that I know NBA players now, but um, <laughs> you, you've got those individuals, haven't you, in, in the sport itself that get yeah. the recognition. So there must be a part of you that thinks individually, I want to be the one that makes a difference. I suppose that's that's a key difference between kind of FIFA esports in particular because you want to do both at the same time. You want to be the star player, but you also don't want to let the team down by being too individualistic, if you see what I mean. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I feel like if you play well, the results will show either way. You know, if you just let it come to you, you'll definitely make an impact and people will definitely realise how much of a you know a valuable player you were. Yeah, so you mentioned before that you um, you were in the inaugural NBA 2K League draft class playing for Paces Gaming in 2018. So you've got previous experience competing in the league and you've recently selected in the 2021 NBA 2K League draft to play for Heat Check Gaming, which is Miami Heat's uh, professional esports team. Um, just talk me through how that draft works and how kind of nervous it is for you because I've got a limited knowledge of how like a draft systems work because they're common in America, uh, in MLS and things as well. How nervous is it for you to kind of wait? You have to wait for teams to pick you if you like, don't you? Yeah, yeah. It's really nerve-wracking because you got all these teams that are drafting their players and they've obviously got their own draft boards of who they want to pick and... You know, it's all in their hands to pick you. And, you know, if you don't get drafted, you're just that night, you know, you're just sat there and that's it. You know, you're done for the next for the next draft. So it's very nerve wracking to be sitting there and hoping to hear your name called. But, yes, yeah, it definitely is. Yeah, I can't think of another esport that does that. I suppose is that because they want to kind of mirror the real life experience of of kind of American sports, if you like. They want to put that system in to make it. I don't know, like applicable to their audience, if you like, maybe. Yeah, yeah, it's just like how the the NBA does it. Yeah, I had it explained to me like um, by one of my friends who's a, a real NBA nut, and he watches all the games and stuff. And he was trying to explain how it works, and and like you can't just go out and sign a player. You have to figure out how the how his wages or the signing fee or whatever will fit into the overall team pot, if you like, and stuff. So. They're quite yeah, yeah. restricted, aren't they, in the way they can sign play. It's not like football where you can go and spend, I don't know, two hundred million on Neymar, for example. You have to make sure that it fits in with the whole with the whole team. Did you know about this stuff when you were did you come to a realisation that hang on, when I'm gonna be in this esport, 
it's not going to be something really I can have control over in terms of a team wanting to sign me. It's just going to be having to wait for a team to to sign you almost. Yeah, that's why you know it's very important that you are always competing at the top of your game and you're always like promoting yourself and putting your name out there and showing everyone like what you're capable of really because it's all in their hands to take you on that draft night and you want to make sure that you know, you put yourself in the best position possible. Do you think it's a good system? Because I suppose if you don't, if you don't have that certainty of being picked, it maybe increases your your kind of how much you want it, and and it increases your determination. Whereas in FIFA esports, you know, players can be signed to a particular club or organization for years and and kind of stay in their kind of safe area, if you like. Do you think that that's a good system, and it kind of in, it makes you want to be better every year. Yeah, definitely, because you've got that you've got that pressure on you. And you know, if you're not performing the best, you know there's a there's a risk that you could maybe not be back or maybe not be drafted again. So, it definitely keeps players on their toes, which is I think I feel like it can be a good thing. And to be picked for Miami Heat's professional esports team, that's got to be up there hasn't it with a highlight for you in your career so far I mean even I know that that's a massive team in in NBA so I mean how did you feel when when they picked you for for the the upcoming league speechless yeah honestly I don't think I'll ever forget that night it was just a crazy feeling like but I was truly speechless at the time like and I was just so relieved because you know all the hard work that I put in to get there it was just yeah I was just so relieved it felt amazing and especially, you know, be representing Miami's one of my favourite teams. So it was, it was amazing. You got to be getting your hands on the gear and stuff, and having all. Because I've seen on on your Twitter recently, you got a shout, you got a a care package from the two K UK family, and you got a few nice little bits of clobber on there. I can see. Yeah, um, yeah. Are you looking forward to getting the? I don't know what 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 do they call it. It's not a strip, is it? Um, like a jersey almost. Yeah, like a jersey. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Miami have got some some fire gear, so I'm looking forward to getting my hands on it. Nice. And how closely do Miami Heat and Heat Check Gaming, how closely are they intertwined? Because in FIFA esports, they're quite far apart. There's only a few really Premier League teams that do the esports scene. Like Manchester City are the bigger ones. They've got a lot of esports players around the world and... Um, you've got a few others uh, like West Ham that've got their own esports teams. But how how close are Heat Check Gaming and Miami Heat in terms of their their plans for increasing their their esports coverage? If you like, my manager would probably know best. Um, I'm not too sure on that, to be quite honest with you. Have you have you um, had a chance to to meet any of the players, or have you had any contact with the players or anything like that, or is that not something that happens until maybe you're over there doing stuff? Uh, yeah, probably something that would probably happen once you get over there. Uh, possibly, yeah. I don't think I've been in, or very many guys have been in contact with uh, NBA players of the franchises they've been drafted to, but it's definitely something that can and will happen for sure. Nice. And have you, is any of the other um, Miami Heat? team members decided yet or is it just yourself oh yeah yeah everyone so on the draft night uh your whole team gets put together on that night you know your full squad on that draft night what are your thoughts on them um do you know them from from other places or yeah yeah i've known uh quite a few of them for a very long time uh, especially my manager as well i've known him for about oof, maybe three four years so 
I'm very familiar with the team and I know I can fit into their scheme perfectly. And how are you feeling then for the league? Do you think you've got enough quality in, in your roster to be able to, to win the whole thing? 100%, yeah. We're going to be a very, very good team in this league and I think once we get started and get practising, it's going to look uh, we're going to, it's going to look scary. Nice. Do you, do you know what the um, what the prize money and stuff is for winning? Or do you know some of the different prize pools that's going to be on offer for, for, throughout the season? Yeah, so the NBA 2K League, the total prize pool is like 1.5 mil. There's quite a few little different tournaments in the league throughout the season and then they have the the playoffs. So the top teams go through to the playoffs and then them teams compete against each other to win the championship. And obviously there's a pretty sure there's a nice prize pool worth of money if you win that championship as well. I mean that's already like you know, when you talk about different esports, that's already a lot higher than FIFA esports. If you look at the e Premier League tournament that we, we just had in the UK, the the winning player for that got twenty thousand pounds. So we yeah. talk about like one point five million as a prize pool throughout the whole the whole league. That's already kind of dwarfed the FIFA esports scene, if you like, in terms of you know individual leagues and stuff. What do you think about how how this league and how NBA two K esports has grown over the last few years? Because you've seen it, haven't you? From from a first person perspective, almost like you've gone from the grassroots of it through to what it is now. Um, what what has the growth been like over the last few years? Yeah, from season one, from when it first got announced, it's grown immensely. Yeah, it's grown huge and they've changed a lot of things in the league now. I know the salaries have gone up a bit. I know there's more teams that have now been introduced to the league. So it's just growing and growing and it's going to continue to do that as well. And I think the sky's the limit, really. You said that you're waiting for your visa at the moment. When does the league actually start and how long does it run for? I think it's... I believe it's starting mid-May and usually the season is about five to six months. I know the practice build that we can play on comes available on the 19th. So they're looking to get me out there as soon as possible so I can be ready to compete in uh, in May. Nice. And is, is have you lived in the United States before when you were at Paces Gaming? Is that something you, you've done before? Is this a new experience? Yeah, I lived in uh, Indianapolis. So, you know, wherever team you get drafted to, that's where that's where you stay at pretty yeah. much. So I had a nice, uh, had some nice visits in New York and Indianapolis. Nice. And how did you find that transition from the UK to to America? Is there, is there a lot of different, did you struggle at first or? Uh, yeah, it was definitely a bit different. Just like, just, you know, like, like little things really, but I got used to it uh, pretty quick. What did you miss the most from the UK when you go over there? You know, it sounds weird, but for some reason they don't have like cheese stuffed crust on their pizzas like Domino's do and stuff. Oh, you joking? I couldn't believe yeah, I couldn't believe it. So I thought cheese was like really popular in America. It's like one of them things, isn't it? But that's Yeah, mad. that's what I thought as well, but it seemed like didn't have it. So So I mean, how do you look back on your career so far? Like obviously you said you'll never forget the moment when you got drafted by Miami Heat. Have you ever have you had a chance to reflect on how far you've come so far in your career, or are you just looking forward, or do you, do you ever have that moment of reflection where you think, you know, I was just playing this game for fun like a few years ago, and now, you know, I'm being paid to compete for it. Like, do you, have you had that moment of reflection yet? Yeah, definitely. I think it's a lot of people's dreams, and yeah, I've definitely reflected on it, and I know now that, you know, coming into this season. I can't get be satisfied just yet. I've got a lot of work to do. But yeah, it's definitely a great milestone. 
and I'm guessing you've you've had you know comments from your mates and stuff if they've ever beaten you like you know a couple of years ago. <laughs> do they mention the fact that they've beaten a professional NBA 2K player and you know to just throw that into conversation or? Yeah, the jokes are there sometimes. Definitely, yeah. they always come out, don't they? When when you do well, um, they always come out, make a bit of banter and stuff, don't they? But yeah, yeah, um, you're living the high life. But I mean, as any of your other mates, do they do they support you in in different stuff? Do they watch you and and because I'm guessing as a professional NBA 2K player, your mates never want to play you. Really, you're just going to compete against <laughs> other pros because I mean, there'd be no point in you playing against your mates because you just smash them surely so you have to kind of practice against the better players yeah definitely my mates never like to play me when they come round or something <laughs> ever <laughs> I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised to get smashed, weren't they? When when was that moment where they finally said, like, you know what, Jamie, like, let's not play anymore? Like, did that was that when you started competing, you know, in the leagues and stuff? Yeah, pretty much around that time. Yeah, yeah, it's it's one of those things, isn't it? Though you've got to take the good with the bad. Although you you can't play with your mates anymore, you know, you've made it to the top of your game and the very top of an esport. And obviously, playing for Miami Heat is a massive thing as well. So, congratulations on your career so far, and you're still so young as well to be competing. I just wanted to get your thoughts on esports overall because obviously this pandemic globally has affected everyone in so many different ways. But I think one of the small crumbs of comfort that's come out of it is the rise in mainstream attention in esports and gaming overall. And I think there's a big difference between gaming that can connect with other people on parties and stuff when you can't see them, you know, face to face. And that's been something that I've really enjoyed, like connecting with people that I've not spoke to in ages and um, speaking to friends and things on Xbox parties on Warzone and stuff. And, and obviously esports has grown massively and it, esports propped up the whole sports industry when sports couldn't go on. Traditional sports couldn't go on last year. I just wanted your thoughts on that really, the growth of of esports and if gaming's helped you during this period as well esports and gaming has just gotten so big like it's so huge everyone knows about it and you know everyone's got a playstation or everyone plays games you know i'll go down before the pandemic stuff you know i'd go down the pub with some of my mates and they'll be talking about you know all these streamers on nba and stuff so and so you know everyone knows about it so yeah but during this pandemic i think it maybe did me a favor uh because all the time spent at home, really, I was able to just pretty much perfect my craft, you know, get to the top of my game. And where do you see esports as a whole? Do you think that it should be classed as a sport because of the work you put into it? Or do you see it more as a as an art form? Where do you stand on that? Uh, yeah, definitely. I feel like it's um, it's a huge mental aspect to it. Huge. And I don't think people really do quite realise that yet, maybe, how... How much of an impact it is on you because you know the hours the stress the strain and just like how any other athlete would go through that you know mental is a big part of, of any sport you know, I've, I've played all kinds of sports all my life you know like football rugby whatever and you know mental is always a very big thing yeah and i've always had that that thing thrown at me about oh esports can't be a sport because you haven't got that physical exertion and then i always respond with well what about chess or darts or yeah, snooker exactly. or I mean, th these are sports where you don't need, you know, a phys you don't need to be a physical specimen in order to compete. The, the, the most important aspect of it is your mental toughness, how you deal with pressure, the skill that you've got, and also the, the mental agility to think on your feet as well and, and do different things. And performing under pressure is also one of the biggest ones. And just like in sport, if mental 
performance didn't count for anything, then the most talented team would always win. Like if you look at football, yeah. Man City would win every week and that just doesn't happen. Teams don't go like 100 games unbeaten um, because the sports and esports are so similar in the fact that a lot of it, there's a lot of variables that you can't control, but there's a lot of skill and mental aspects involved. And I'm, I'm glad that um, I, every esports player we spoke to has said the same thing. And I think it's important that we mention it because, you know, people listening, it might be their first time listening to an esports player and they might not know the industry too well. So I think it's important we talk about these things to kind of bring it to the attention and and salute players like you who are the very you are one of the the best people at what you do in the world so why shouldn't you be classed as like a an esports athlete if you like because you put in all the work and you you've got the skill for it it's just that you you don't actually run around a pitch there's not there's not that much difference is there with a with a normal a traditional sport if you like yeah exactly yeah you said it Perfectly, honestly. I nicked all your lines then. If I, no, I just, no, I said, no, honestly, it's perfect. <laughs> uh, well, I really appreciate you spending time with me, honestly, and I really appreciate you explaining the, the eSport in a bit more detail and explaining your experience. And I wish you all the, the best at Miami Heat at Heat Check Gaming. Um, and I wish you all the best in the future as well. And um, I'll definitely be keeping an eye on this eSport because, to be honest, I was aware of the league and stuff, but I, I wasn't aware in terms of how it worked and I don't really watch it and stuff. But I think it's important that um, if you just watch FIFA eSports, you're not really getting the most out of being an esports fan are you so i think branching out of different esports um even non-traditional sports games like league of legends or overwatch or counter-strike um i really enjoy stuff like that so i'll definitely be keeping an eye on, on your progress and the nba 2k league overall and hopefully i can pick up a few tips as well about how to actually play the game and yeah, maybe I'll, I'll stop shooting three pointers with shaquille o'neal um, <laughs> but i mean if you got any pointers for me like where i would start as a as an absolute beginner to improve your game or just get like more of an understanding of you know how nba works and just the, how the whole community works that's a very good question um i think the second one is a far too long answer and you'd be here for ages so maybe just the first one um, in terms of like actually playing the game yeah well um well for you i could say you know you've always got me here i can help you out anytime oh, but, d- uh... don't say that Jamie. <laughs> I'll, I'll be messaging you every day asking for <laughs> no but uh youtube you know that's a great place to go to um, you know, all the best players, pro players have Twitter, so you can always keep up with them. What, what I found best to learn the game really was was YouTube and watching people's streams and just learning the game and how pe- other people play it. That's what helped me a lot when I first started because I remember I was in the same kind of position as you. I, all I knew was about was FIFA and football. So when I first got into NBA 2K, I didn't know anything. I literally knew nothing. I didn't know anything about the NBA teams, players. So I learned it all just from playing the game. That's where I learned. That's where I learned it best. At. Yeah, it's interesting. I've always had an awareness of NBA um, as a sport overall because I mean, a few years ago, I was just a traditional um, football journalist, really, and speaking to a lot of different coaches and things of people involved in the game of football. There's actually a lot of similarities between football and NBA in terms of um, how how space is involved in the game and and how the rotation of players and finding that bit of space in a crowd court um there's a lot of a lot of similarities there particularly when you look at like the spanish teams who do the rondos with with like the the players around the one player in the middle there's a lot of similarities between that and nba and that is that's always talked about with coaches and stuff so maybe maybe it's more similar than than i think definitely 
Well, Jamie, I really appreciate you, you spending all this time in kind of discussing it to, to someone who has a limited knowledge. And any, everyone listening, I hope that you've learned something as well along the way, uh, along the way with me as well about the sport. And I wish you all the best with your career uh, and with Miami Heat for the, for the upcoming league. And uh, yeah, I wish you all the best. Thanks, Jamie. Thank you very much, Nathan. It was, it was great to talk to you and I really appreciate you, you know, having me on here. No problem. Thanks, Jamie. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Level Up, the esports and gaming show. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast and please leave us a rating and review. You can also follow us on Twitter at Level Up Pod, where you'll find all of our previous episodes and information about how to subscribe. We'll be back with a brand new episode very soon. <laughs>